Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Until you ask it correctly. Welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast where we seek to ask and answer the questions of life and theology in a theologically calculated way. I'm Daniel Corey, pastor at King's Cross Church in Kirkland, Washington. <laughs> and I'm Josh Loftus, member at King's Cross Church and connoisseur of taco trucks. Ooh. Yeah, man. Had some tacos today for lunch right uh-huh. before. It's better than that squalo or whatever it is that you had. It was superhero. It was. It smelled like death. It did, but it tasted like life. <laughs> the irony. Yes, it is. Danny, how you doing, man? I'm good. Welcome to the new year. I know we've already said this because yes, our last we, podcast allegedly was recorded in 2020. But yes, we're legit in the. We are legit in yeah. the new year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are your resolutions going? Yeah, are you good? Because I hadn't make any. See, like they're going fantastically because I didn't make any. You're yeah. zero for zero. I'm zero for zero, 100% success no, not, no, no, no. One of them was to make a Patreon account. Oh, that's right. One okay. One, well, yeah, we might as well launch, We might as well just go into that now. Just Ladies and gentlemen, we have a Patreon account. Uh, doing a podcast takes money. It costs money for equipment, hosting, website, software. It takes time. Um, and if you believe in what we're doing, if you think this is a cool podcast, if you enjoy it, if it helps you, if it encourages you, uh, we would ask you to prayerfully consider partnering partnering with us on patreon.com slash reformatory pod. I'm glad you didn't take the whole like give to us and God will be forced to give you like a hundred yes. in return. If you if you sow a love gift <laughs> of five dollars a month yes. to this podcast, I see someone the listening. Lord will reap that a hundredfold in <laughs> mediocre podcast episodes. Yes. <laughs> I see someone out there yes. who wants to give ten dollars a month. I, I, I see I, you. I see that hand. That's the Lord speaking to you. Yeah, no, that's the Spirit. So bad. No, oh, that's bad. But in that same vein, yes, we have a sponsor. It is. It is a momentous day. It is. Like we are starting twenty twenty out. It's the Roaring Twenties, Daniel. We are starting strong. It's the Roaring Twenties. We have a Patreon, and we have our first 
official sponsor of the Reformatory Podcast. We are talking about Kingsman Grooming USA. This is for you dudes out there. Let's just be clear. But not all, because their website has some pretty amazing stuff. But yeah, beard oils. Beard oils. Beard balms. Hair product. Grooming kits. Leather products. What kind of leather product? Like wallets and they stuff? They got wallets. They've got uh, book covers. No, they've got the like the messenger bags. You can get a leather messenger bag from yes, them? Yes, yes. You can get a, what is this? It's called a preacher in vegetable tan leather. It's like a preaching Bible cover. These are legit. What? These are these are legit. These, these look, I'm looking at their website right now. Head on over to Kingsman Grooming Pros. Dot com, as in professional, kingsmangroomingpros.com, and follow them on, or at, excuse me, Kingsman Grooming USA, because I think they're actually out of Canada or Europe. Wait, those Only are the same thing. Only good things come out of... <laughs> those, that's wait, no, that's not thing. the same thing. My homeschool I geography was, is... <laughs> I was like, wait, they have a... They have a queen. They still talk to the queen. That's a Europe yeah. thing. Jo- anyway, Josh's homeschool geography was there's the U.S. <laughs> and right. stuff outside <laughs> the stuff. U.S. And then northern Montana. Yeah. <laughs> That's really big. But follow them on <laughs> at Kingsman Grooming USA on Instagram and Facebook. Head on over to KingsmanGroomingPros.com and get you some good leather goods, beard balms. They sent us some. It was the cherry tobacco flavor. Scent, P- uh, scent. Excuse yep. me, flavor. We're not, we're not the drinking oil. them. <laughs> Don't drink the beard balms <laughs> or the beard oils. Man, they got some good stuff on here. They do. It looks really, really good. Yeah. So they sent you the. You tried the oil. They sent me the cherry tobacco scented oil. What did you think of it? I. It was fantastic. I used it, and I, I walked out of the bathroom right mm-hmm. after using it. Yeah. Within five seconds, my wife was like, "Did you do something cool to your beard?" Whoa, I'm not even joking. Whoa. I'm like, yes. Yes, I did. It's the new oil. And uh, my wife approves of the smell and the way it makes my beard feel. Very good. And look. So there that's really all you can ask for. And then they sent us some beard balm. Yeah, which you tried is that. the balm. Good one. Good one. But I tried the oil. The scent that I tried was the Encounter. Uh, did you have an Encounter? I did, actually. So I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to beard oil and beard product. Yes, you are. Yeah. And um, it was it was excellent. It was like it reminded me of Temple Smoke, which is a oh. scent of beard oil. Oh, I thought you were talking and like pine. Actual, okay, okay. It was it was excellent. It was it was high quality stuff. And Sounds then I true. tried the beard balm, and the scent was I think cherry tobacco again. Yep. And it was good. It was definitely like tackier. You had to use like a pick to kind of get some. Yeah. Which I prefer the tackier balm. Sure, sure. Because it's got a better hold. Yeah, yeah. So all in all, fantastic product. We're going to have these guys for probably three ups, yep. which is fantastic. So head on over to KingsmanGroomingPros.com. Follow them at KingsmanGroomingUSA on Instagram and Facebook. Go get yourself some awesome products. Speaking of They're beards. Really cool. Yes. John Calvin had a beard. Did you he know did. that? He did. He had quite the yeah. epic beard. It was very pointy. And he had five points. Not just he one. He did. It wasn't just the point of his beard. But the middle point of his points was yes. definitely... The third point, limited atonement. Yes. Did you like that segue? It was a very convoluted one. I came we roaring in on that two wheels and you of almost death wrecked. and fire. Yeah. yeah. You, I did it. No, no, you came roaring in on one wheel, like about to wreck, <laughs> but then you recovered right at the I end. I did. Well done. Yes, limited well done. atonement today, boss. Yeah. This is the, by far the most agreed upon point of Calvinism, right? Yep. Um, no debates on limited atonement whatsoever. No. 
No. Have you ever talked to someone who had a different view than you on this one? All the time. Excellent. Well, I don't. Not all the time. That I was makes it sound that, like that makes it sound, like, you sound like you're a heretic. <laughs> I I'm the only guy who understands the atonement. <laughs> I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I have had quite a few conversations, actually, recently as well, on uh, really? Limited Atonement specifically. Mm. Yep. So what other names does Limited Atonement go under? Because there's, there's a couple, right? I've heard of Definite heard, Atonement. Yep, that's the one that I've heard of. Um, there's one that I'm not thinking of right now. Um, limited, limited Atonement, Definite... Re- selective? Selective Atonement? Possibly. Mm. I don't know. They all say... Definite's the, the big all, one. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Particular redemption. Particular redemption. That's what That's I'm thinking it. of. Yeah, you got it. Yep. 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 Those are them. I like limited atonement. I personally do as well. I'm People, old uh, different folks enjoy different names for it. Mm-hmm. But essentially, what it's talking about is the the Calvinistic view of Christ and his atoning death and the effect that that had. And uh, I'll joking aside, it is the most hotly debated of the five. Yes. In fact, if you talk yeah. to someone and they say that they are a four-point four Calvinist, point, you hear that a lot. 98% of the time, it the the one point that they've rejected or that they don't hold to is limited atonement. Limited and it seems to give people like a fair bit of uh, difficulty. Yeah, it does. It it is It is, I think, the one point that stirs up the most emotion yeah. in individuals. Now, why do you think that is? I think I, I mean I have, I have some hunches on it, but well, tell me yours. Well, yeah, yeah. I think people too often hear, or we're not sharp enough in our explanation. Yeah, what they hear you saying when you are describing a limited view of the atonement is that Jesus's death isn't worth as much as if it had been unlimited in its spectrum. So they would they, they would they would hear it as like an attack. Mm-hmm. On the value of Jesus's of what he paid. Sure, yeah. I, I've talked to a few folks that kind of after we've sussed out the difference, it comes down to that. Interesting. Yeah, that's actually one that I, I don't know if I've heard that one before. I think that's probably the minority. Could be. What's the other objection that you've heard? Yeah, yeah. The other objection is is that if the atonement is limited, then that means that it is God's. Let I'll use you know I'll use the language that it's God's desire. That people go to hell, that certain people mm-hmm. go to hell. That if which the, would also the, be some people's or um, beef with unconditional election, right? Yeah, yeah right, right, right. It's basically kind of the same argument or the same uh, accusation, kind of repackaged a little yeah. bit. Is is people have an issue with God specifically designing mm-hmm. vessels for destruction? Sure. Or or let's, or wrestling use, with the let's reality. Use biblical language, right? Yeah, or wrestling with the the reality of, in a limited view of the atonement, there are those for whom he died, and there are those for whom he did not. Die. Right. They don't like the they don't like the theological thought or belief that, uh, no matter what, there are some individuals on yeah. earth yeah. that it is impossible for them sure. to be saved. Because right. Christ didn't die. Because for them. Christ yeah. did not die for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. They 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 want the thought that Christ died for everybody, and therefore salvation is open to everybody. Mm-hmm. And limited atonement, the doctrine behind that, comes against that 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 openness of the atonement. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we all want. Well, maybe this is a generalization, but 
we were all mainly raised, if you're raised in the church, to be able to tell someone, Jesus died for you. Right. And and then when you first hear limited tome, you're like, I don't know. Like, can I tell someone that, that I don't know? Sure. Like, I don't know if Jesus sure. died for them. Yeah. Right. Well, and it and it starts getting into into the territory where people are like, well, why why even share the gospel then? Yeah. Right. I, I think that's definitely where people would take it. Yeah. What what point of Arminianism, um, would this be a response to? I mean, if if we would say that the a Calvinistic view is that the atonement was limited in its scope, mm-hmm. the Arminian view would be unlimited or the, open or yeah, yeah, unlimited. Yeah. Which would mean that Jesus died. For everyone. Right. That, that that the atoning work of Christ on the cross, the shedding of his blood, if you will, covers everyone. Yeah. And the deciding factor then of salvation is whether or not the individual accepts that atonement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, before we get into like the, the nuts and bolts of what, what, we mean, what we mean by limited atonement or particular redemption or yeah. definite atonement, um, it might be helpful to look at some of the other views one would be true what i would call true unlimited atonement jesus died mm-hmm. atoningly for every man woman and child who would ever exist yeah and if someone properly consistently applies that you end up in the camp of universalism yep so you believe jesus expiated or satisfied god's wrath so there is, for each man, woman, and child, no wrath left. So right. if you don't have wrath, you can't have hell. Right. So the universalist would say, Jesus has died for everyone, love wins, no one goes to hell. Right. And I actually think that it's a consistent argument if you're going to hold to an unlimited view. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. Universalism is the is the end result of that theological train. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And we would call that... Heresy. Heresy. (laughs) The H word. Yeah. H bomb. Yeah, we would call that heresy. Yeah. Yeah, you don't... The Bible teaches that hell's a real place. People really go there. Yep. And that not everyone um, winds up in heaven. But that that there are vessels for honor and vessels for destruction. And Arminian view would would hold to what they would call unlimited atonement. Right. Or universal atonement. Right. Where they would say that Jesus died for everyone... And they they realize there's an issue. If if he fully actually died for everyone, then there's no punishment left. Right. So there's only a few options at that point. You have to make it like a hypothetical atonement, right? Right, right. And what's interesting to point out, right, is even yeah. in these incorrect views, mm-hmm. uh, the Arminian still believes in a limited atonement. They believe the atonement is limited. They just believe the atonement is limited to individuals that choose it. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I got that from Sproul. He said that and it everyone blew, it blew be- yeah. my mind. Yeah, yeah. Everyone believes in a limited atonement, uh, unless, unless you're, you're a un- unless you're a universalist, yeah. right? It's either God's choice or it's yours. Yeah, it's, we. He would say we just quibble over who is doing the limiting. A Calvinist yes. would say right. God is the one who determines right. the extent and the purpose of his atoning work in Christ. Yeah. And the Arminian would say that Jesus died in a blanket sense for everybody, mm-hmm. but if you don't... You can choose it you, or reject you, it. If you reject it, yep. it has no effect on you. So it isn't right. an actual atonement, it's a hypothetical atonement. Right, so let's dig in maybe a little bit to the problem of it being a hypothetical 
a hypothetical yeah. atonement, right? So what does that say? Like, what what power does that give us? What does that say about God? Yeah, uh, and the work of Christ. Yeah, when someone talks about a, like a hypothetical atonement um, or a potential atonement, again, yeah. those are the, I'm trying to use the words that they would use to describe right, it right. because um, we want to accurately rep- represent each side. I would say that you run into issues with what Jesus said on the cross, his last, his last statement, um, before he said, you know, father to you, I, I yield in my spirit. Right. He says, it's, it's done. It's yeah, finished. It it's finished. completed. Right. Um, he doesn't say it is possible. It's possible. Right. He, it, it is now hypothetical. It is now. <laughs> it is now. You are maybe, you have the chance to maybe. It has been almost done. Yeah. Yeah. No. That no, is. No, no. It is finished. Yeah. yeah. And it's the, even the tense of that verb is as strong as you can make it as a completed, it's a word used to describe a debt that is paid in full is the literal rendering. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I would say you, you run into issues there. You also run into issues that a a hypothetical or potential atonement runs the risk that you maybe save nobody. Right. And that's the that's that's one of the major ones for me is that if you are going to believe in an unlimited or hypothetical possible whatever atonement, yeah, you must believe by necessity that yes. God took a risk. Yes. That Christ's sacrifice mm-hmm. was risky. Yeah. Right? That he sent his son Mm-hmm. To die, hoping maybe someone will accept you. Yeah. We're not sure, but sure. maybe someone will. But they would say, and Armenia would say, but God knows all things. Right. He knew that some would accept him. And he, and they would probably even say, he knew which ones would accept him and which ones wouldn't. Right. Which to me, you've now run into another problem. Why would God lay on his son the sins of a people or of persons that he knew they will never yeah. accept me? I think I think that that's right. a legit problem. Yeah, you have to ask the question, and I think this is a very important question to ask. One, did do you believe that Christ took a risk on the cross? We already covered that, right? The answer is no. The, the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> right. The second question: Do you believe Christ's blood, even a drop of it, was wasted? Because if you're yeah. going to believe in a in a hypothetical atonement mm-hmm. that. It covers some and not all, and God was, you know, the, the, there's some insurity there. Sure. It's the possibility for some of Christ's sacrifice to be wasted. Yeah. Which is which is not true. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know how to yeah. say it. It's not true. God, the, the other way we could say is God never fails. Right. Right. He always accomplishes what he sets yeah. out to do. So. I think one of the clarifying things that is helpful to talk about when we talk about the atonement is that what the cross is such a complex event yeah that you can't bring all those pieces into the conversation. Some would say like well the atonement is unlimited because the gospel's done a lot of good things even for unbelievers. I'm like, "Well, we're mixing our categories there." You're, yeah, you're you, talking about common grace you, and yeah. salvific grace. Those are two yeah, very two different, different things. Let's keep our right. categories clean. Like right. good music that came from Beethoven mm-hmm. or, or Bach or whatever. Like the, no, and then, and that's then not Christ- what we're talking and about. And then Christian music. 
two completely different things. Good music and <laughs> good, good Christian music. And music. Christian oh, music. <laughs> you had to put that in there, didn't you? You're terrible. Um, the other would be we're not necessarily even talking about the worth of the atonement. The mm-hmm. atonement, like Christ's atoning work on the cross, is of infinite value. Oh yeah. So it so has to be. Even the the Calvinist and the Arminian both have to admit or should admit what Christ is doing is of infinite worth. Mm-hmm. I it, I cannot put a a value to it. No, no, no. So we're not even we're not talking about how valuable was it if we're talking about the extent or the application I, of I would the say atonement. the purpose even. or the purpose. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. All the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what is I guess the one of the ways I found it helpful to ask is what is Christ trying to do on the cross? Because what he tries to do is that what he does. Like he right. doesn't right. try. He doesn't fail. Yeah. Right. So if we just say what is he trying to do? Well, he's trying to save a people. Okay. Okay. So he'll be successful in that. Right. Right. Whose people? His people. His people. Based on those that were given to him by his father. Oh. And those whom the Spirit would spiritually resurrect in new life. Would you say the elect? Yeah. Yeah, you could call them that. Yeah. 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 You see how all of the all of the points connect. Well, you're presupposing, right? Josh. Yeah. I see what you're doing. Oh, you're oh, presupposing sorry. that each member of the triune God works in harmony with the other members of the triune God. I you know what I will admit, I, I was presupposing that, but I'm not gonna apologize. Okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm not going to change. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You, Thank you, you. You are completely correct. Yes. But it matters not. <laughs> yeah. So the son receives from his father a bride. Yes. An elect people, mm-hmm. a people chosen from every tribe and nation of tongue, spanning across the globe and time. And the father gives it to him, and the son says, I will save this people. Yes. And so he dies atoningly for those people. Right. And then the spirit makes those same people alive by his irresistible grace. Spoiler alert coming up in two weeks. And, uh, what's that? (laughs) You can't do that. I I can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so each action of the triune God or, or of, of the Godhead work works together in salvation. So it's not like the father says, son, here's a people a unique and particular people. And the spirit says, Ooh, I'm going to make that same group alive in Christ. And the, and the son is like, well, I want to die for everybody. I'm just going to die for everybody. Yeah. No, no, no. You, you end up, you end up having conflicting goals within the Trinity. Yeah. If you believe in a unlimited or hypothetical atonement. Yes. Yeah. So the other issue is that, um, once you narrow down or limit, I think once you define what atonement is, I think you've almost answered the question itself. Yeah. Like, define atonement for us. It's like a toe, <laughs> but a mint, atonement. Mm, cleanses the palate yeah. after <laughs> no, a really bad it. steak. Uh, so when Christ is atoning for the sins of his people, he is receiving in himself the punishment for their sin. Mm-hmm. So his father has holy and righteous wrath yeah. towards sin, wrath that must be poured out, mm-hmm. and he substitutionally, st- standing in our place, receives the punishment, so it's substitution and it's penal, yep. 
he receives our punishment so that there is not one drop of wrath left right. for any one of his people. Complete penalty paid. So, so my issue with unlimited atonement is people who are suffering in hell are paying for their sins again. Right. right. If, I thought Christ already paid for them. In an unlimited view, he's already paid for them. So what is the wrath that's being poured out in hell? It's the issue of, I mean, I'm not the first to think of it. Uh, Mr. Owen, Mm -hmm. in his book, The Death of Death and the Death of Christ, Mm -hmm. um, says that that violates um, double jeopardy. Or it is is an occurrence of double jeopardy. You are paying for the same crime twice. 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 That is definitionally unjust. Right. Well, and yeah, it's it's unjust to Christ as well. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if, yeah. if, <laughs> well, I mean, there's that. I mean, it's not just us. It's un, yeah. it's unjust to Christ that that God would put His Son yeah. through hell, <laughs> through yeah, our on the cross, uh, on yeah. the on the cross, and then turn around and give hell again to those same yeah. individuals. It's like, well, then why did you put Him through this in the first place if you're just going to give it to Him yes. again? Right? It doesn't make sense. It's unjust and it's 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 heretical. Yeah, yeah, God. It's heresy to say that God is unjust. You're, yes, yes, you're correct. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? What's he saying? Um, the other aspect of it that I think is important is Jesus Himself doesn't speak in a universal way. Now we can get into. I think next episode we'll talk about some of the the what they call the world passages, where God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, and we can talk about some of those. But there's a there's a section in the upper room prayer in uh, John 17 where Jesus says that he does not pray for the world, right? But for those that the Father's the given Father him out of the him. world, right? And so, if he died for them and desires them to be saved, like why? Why not even pray for them? That doesn't sound very inclusive of Jesus. No. It sounds very intentional. Like yeah. he's praying for his bride. Right. For the one right. that he it's is almost purchasing. A, it's almost as if Christ has a specific amount and number of people in his head that he knows he's praying for. It is like that. It's yeah. almost, I would say it's that. <laughs> yeah, I would say it that is, too. It is that. <laughs> the other the other aspect, and, and again, this is coming from John 10. He's talking with the Pharisees. Hmm. He says the reason they don't understand is because they are not his sheep. Right. He says, I told you and you don't believe the words that I do in my father, or the works that I do in my father's name, yeah. and they bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you're not part of my flock. Right. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give eternal life to them and they will never perish and no one will snatch them from my father's hand. Right. He also says in verse 11, backing up, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Right. So so here in John 10, this is where I, like this would probably be the one text that I would drive someone to, to look at the intention or the purpose of the atonement. Jesus says, I lay it down for, with the purpose for, with the direction to, yep. my sheep. Right. And then in the same text says, there are people who are not my sheep. Right, right. Even Christ draws a very distinctive line. And 
claims ownership over one party over another, right? Well, and and even look look to the Old Testament, right? The picture that we have of the elect, yeah, God choosing Israel among all the nations, sure, right? It's a specific people. God doesn't choose all the nations. No. God chose a specific people for Himself to yeah. be the representation, the visual representation of the elect of the church. Sure. Right, and it's a very intentional, specific thing that God does, and to say that the atonement then is for everybody, yeah, really doesn't make that picture that God gives us very mm-hmm. clear. But could you point me to a verse where it says that Jesus doesn't atone for the t- sins of some? Where it, where, like, if doesn't? an Arminian was like, show me a verse. In First Samuel chapter three, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know it off the top of my head. I well, know it's around there. Why don't you read it? It says the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. Yeah, that's that, harsh. That would but it would seem to rule out the possibility of a universal atonement. Well, Jacob I loved and Esau I loved. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Wait, that, no, hold is on. Is that the loftest version? Wait, that's not the no, no. yeah, no. Yeah, I think I think it runs very contrary to to the teaching of Christ Himself. That we could we can like I said, we'll look at the world passages, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, in John ten, he says uh, he lays his life down for sheep, and there are non sheep. Right. In First Samuel three, he says that there there are those that he does not and will not atone for. Mm-hmm. I, I, biblically, I cannot see a defense for an unlimited view. No, 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 or even a hypothetical view. Because Christ says he knows who his sheep, my sheep, I know my sheep, my sheep hear my voice. Yeah. Right? It is a knowledge, a specific knowledge, Mm -hmm. not not a general knowledge. No. Right? It's very specific. Yeah. I I actually get, I understand why, why some gravitate towards a hypothetical view, but I, I want to lovingly push back and say you are in that way you are devaluing what Christ did on the cross. Yeah. And, and I know the brother or sister that I'm talking to, that is not their intention. No, no. At all. No. But they're saying Christ actually didn't accomplish salvation and redemption then and there. Right. That he is subject to the sovereign will of man. Yeah. And I find that very, um, it's a strong word, demeaning to, yeah. to the atoning work of I don't of know Christ. if that's strong enough personally, but yeah. but yeah, yeah. You mean you are, you are, and again, with love and grace, you're, you're pouring the blood of Christ out on the floor and saying it was wasted. That some of it was right. wasted, yeah. That that some of it was wasted. Sure. Well, the, the ones that you're pouring, all of it. Right? potentially all of it if nobody chose him, <laughs> yeah. right? But you're saying that, Christ did not come into this world, that God did not send Christ into the yeah. world with a fixed purpose. Mm-hmm. It was a possibility of yeah. a purpose. Like, well, do your best. We'll yeah. see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's essentially yeah. what hypothetical atonement says about God. I, I think hypothetical atonement's a dangerous, a dangerous place to go. If, if you are truly in the camp of hypothetical atonement, yeah, I would lovingly say, hey, you are playing with some very dangerous fire there yeah because it messes up the gospel and it messes up jesus 
And if you yeah. get those wrong, sure. Uh, everything's in everything's in flux. Everything's in question. So in a few minutes here, what what we don't hold to that. We don't hold to uh, unlimited or hypothetical or potential. Right. Uh, we're not universalists. Uh, we would fall in the camp of limited atonement. Right. Which means that it's limited. The atonement is limited, not in its value, no. but in its purpose, purpose and scope. Yeah. Its purpose was to save people from their sin, mm-hmm. and he accomplished that. Yep. And it's limited because he doesn't die for everyone. Right. He dies atoningly for his bride. Yes. And he does it perfectly, fully, and actually. Yes. And where we would get that scripturally would be, again, I'd, I'd, I'd really like John 10 for this conversation. Yeah. Yep. But um, I think you can you can point to a number of passages where you show, even in the Old Testament with the sacrificial system, the offerings that were offered were for either the worshiper mm-hmm. or on like day of atonement for the people. Right. It wasn't for the whole world. Day of no. atonement wasn't for everybody. No. It was um, limited in its scope and limited in its application. And that's what Calvinism teaches. Now, sadly, well, we get yeah. we get a bad rap because I think people think, again, it's a value question or that yeah. we are somehow saying the atonement's smaller than they think it is. Yeah. And I love the way that, let me get it here. Pulling out some Beaky? Some Joel Well, B.B. Warfield. Oh, some Warfield. Okay. Yeah. He says, uh, maybe I wonder if Papa Sproul stole from B.B. He says, the things we have to choose between are an atonement of high value or an atonement of high extension. The two cannot go together. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. He says either really either good. it's broad and encompasses everyone but doesn't actually do anything. Right. Or it's narrower and it did everything. It did everything. Yeah. 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 No, and that that's a fantastic yeah, that's a fantastic way of looking at it. You, again, like did Christ accomplish what he set out to accomplish? Yes. That is the question we must ask. That 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 is the crux of the question. Mm-hmm. Either he did or he didn't. Yes. Christ seems to think he did. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to go with his, I'm going to go yeah. with his uh his his you know yeah. his assessment of of the of the job that he did. Yeah. Yeah, we would yeah. Instead you you're faced with two point with two decisions. Either he tried to save everyone and failed yeah. or he tried to just simply make salvation possible or plausible and he that is such a low view of the atonement. Well, and it's well and it doesn't again all the points connect, right? If it is possible, mm-hmm. then total depravity is out the window as well. Because if it's possible for somebody, there yeah. there needs to be something innate in us that is able to take yeah. advantage of the possibility, mm-hmm. right? Like, if it's only possible and it's not given to us, if it's something that we need to then strive after, there's something in us yeah. that has the capacity to follow the ways of God, to to. Seek God. To seek God. Like Romans 3 says, to we don't To seek after do. righteousness. Yeah. Right? That's not true. Yeah. That's not true. And this, again, going back to, you know, going back to Sproul, if you affirm total depravity, you must by necessity, yeah. theologically- you, you need all the rest. Affirm all the other yeah. four. Excellent. So how about next time uh, we'll look at some, maybe some problem passages where we would say, all right, given a limited view- how do we understand like first John two two 
yeah. died for us. Not he's our propitiation, not just ours, but for you want the whole to do world. a a part two, part two, limited atonement, two parter, limited to two parts. Yes, yes. As much as I want to do four, I'm holding you to this. Yeah, all right. Two parts, two parts. One more. That's right. Cool. All right, man. Well, wrapping that up, yeah, we can uh, now move on to your favorite part of the podcast. Is it my favorite part of the podcast or your favorite part? Well, of the on weeks like this, it because the poll, I gotta say, the poll went in the favor of of keeping it did Corey on culture, and it was quite overwhelming majority. Um, yeah, it was like sixty some odd percent. Last I saw, it was 30. 65. 65 to yeah. So I. So how does that make you feel? Like, yeah, are you doing okay? No, you're not. No, okay. But I'm feeling a little bit better because it's my week. It is court on culture this week. It is court. I feel like we need to do another poll. Should we keep court? No. (laughs) I would love it if it passed overwhelmingly. Yeah, we'll keep them together. It's the same thing. So what I have for you is a delectable, delicious words that you're using. it, It it will. Josh, it could change your life. I won't see. I don't. I don't want to tell you anything about it because I want it to just strike well, you go for it. as a blank slate, as okay. a pristine whiteboard. Pristine it came out in. Well, I won't even tell you that. You gotta en- give me at least the year. Enjoy. Give me at least the year. No, fine. guitar it is i could go to sleep to this I'll be, I'll be disappointed sleepy. if you don't recognize this voice because like I'm, I'm kind of full on tacos right now and this guitar is like putting me to sleep Ooh, okay folksy oh yeah super folksy do you recognize the voice you're about to hear Sunshine beating on the good times, moonlight racing from the grave, string band playing more that what? Is he drunk? <laughs> He's slurring. You don't recognize that voice. Hold on, give me, me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. I'm saying one bar. Is this an actor? No. It's not? Okay. Wow. Um, no. I, Dude, I'm it sounds a, like Johnny Cash. No, it doesn't. It's no, Cash. No, it's not. It, it is, is this, Johnny Cash. It's Cash? It's Cash. Oh, see, yeah. I'm I don't listen to much Cash. Not. It's not. He's well, a Canadian. He got me. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Canadian Is it Chan? Chan? Is it Chan? Yeah, this is Chan. This is Chan? Yes. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's Coulter Wall. He is like an amazing country artist from Canada, I, which I never I thought I would say those words music. in that order. I despise country music. If Josh, if this, if this, this song was a food type, what type of food would this song be to you? If it, it'd be that that shawarma or whatever it is you had for lunch today, <laughs> stinks to high heaven. And you don't like it? You're from, everything you're from the sticks. It's because I'm from the sticks. I can't stand country. It's all they listen to out there, and it's horrible. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't. And like, it's not even. Uh, what's frustrating is it's not Christian, so I can't blame that. <laughs> <laughs> this is just this is just bad country music, like which is all country music. No. <laughs> yes, country music this is, is the worst. This is I, I I know I made listeners mad on that one. I'm sorry. Country wow. music's horrible. 
<laughs> well, folks, uh, that, that about wraps it up for today. Yes. <laughs> you can follow us on all the sociable devices. Twitter. Yes. Instagram. Yes. Facebook. Yes. You can follow us and find us at Reformatory Pod. You got it, man. Good job. We have a Patreon. We have a Patreon Patreon.com slash Reformatory Pod. Don't make Josh turn all prosperity gospel. Don't. No. No, please don't. And hey, head on over to our sponsor as well, mm-hmm. Kingsman Grooming. They got some good stuff. Out. <laughs> Do you see? You can't steal mine. Mine is bye. out. Bye-bye. There you go. That's bye-bye. Bye. Sunshine beating on the good times, moonlight racing from the grave, string band playing more that honky tonk's pretty young thing going dancing in the rain. <laughs> <laughs>